0: Well hello you beautiful light beings. Welcome back to the Ethereal Phoenix podcast. Now I think you're wondering why did I just refer to you as a light being? Because if you made it this far then I'm assuming that you've already listened to the previous podcast and meditation in which you absorbed the light. So from now on you are a conscious light being. You were always a light being but now you're conscious of it because you've absorbed the light. So in today's episode I am going to be talking about the morphic fields, but before I get into that, first I'm going to tell you the story about the 100th monkey. Okay, so in the 1950s, Japanese researchers were studying monkeys' behavior. There happened to be troops in the area, and the troops were washing their potatoes in the river. Now one day, a monkey watched a man wash his potato, and this monkey took a potato and then took it to the river and washed it. The next day, the monkey did it again. A few days later, two more monkeys took their potatoes and washed them. Every day, more monkeys took their food to the river to wash it, as it became apparent to the monkey that, by washing away the dirt and grit, the food tastes better. Eventually, the 100th monkey washed his potato. So, eventually, the troops moved on, and so did the researchers. On another island, to their shock and amazement, they witnessed monkeys taking their food to the river and washing it. How did that happen? These monkeys were on different islands and in no way could learn the other monkeys' behavior, the ones that were taught how to wash, right? So the theory is that the monkeys share an energetic field of thoughts. The 100th monkey hit critical mass and was able to send out an energetic signal to their species to wash dirt and grit off of their food. So it's theorized that humans also go through this type of energetic signals to evolve once we hit critical mass. This is why so many people right now are having spiritual awakenings and moving on from the fourth dimension, living in your emotions, into the fifth dimension, unity, right? Okay, it's happening right now. So morphic fields, also known as morphogenetic fields, the easiest way for me to explain this, okay, basically, it's an energetic collective that is made up of a species. So, you know, monkeys are a species, uh, birds are a species, right? Humans are a species, yes, we are. So it's a theory that if a large enough group shift their behavior, when the number reaches a critical mass, The new behavior will be embedded in the morphic field, meaning that the monkeys who had no physical access to the original group who were taught on a different island how to wash their food, their potato, they will also change their behavior. Now, the assumption is that this would also be true for humans, right? Okay, so Carl Jung is one of the founding fathers of psychology. Carl Jung talked about the collective unconscious, which he saw as connecting all humans. He noted that the great ideas and inventions of human history popped up simultaneously around the planet without any contact between the philosophers or inventors. And he hypothesized that these ideas existed in the collective unconscious and then were pulled down as people were ready to see them and manifest them in the 3D reality. Okay, so he wasn't the only one though. Plato also talked about a world of forms, a place where idolized versions of everything that has existed in our world originated. Essentially, he was describing a morphic field which holds all possibilities. As human beings, we understand that there is a frequency dimension that holds all that is and all that can be in its energetic form. And it is from this dimension or quantum field that we choose to become replicated in the 3D. Therefore, what becomes part of our 3D reality? In the 6D, there's photonic particles, which is like a light mist, like a mist made up of light. So these particles form into patterns called a morphic field which is a concept that these fields carry their own vibrational signature and attract like vibrations to themselves. So the more like vibrations there are, the more powerful the field grows. So in this theory, it goes on to say that the quantum world, there is no time and there's no space. Everything just is. It all just exists in a great matrix of possibility until it is called into form through our attention. And if we call it into form, we also collapse form and make another choice. So if we create a reality, consciously or unconsciously, that isn't working for us, we have the ability to create another one. Once we are able to tap into the morphic field of the sixth dimension, we have the power to alter our reality in any way we choose. And as we step forward more and more into our 5D gifts, we learn that we have unlimited potential to transform our world and the outer world on our planet. The power to do this is encoded in our DNA, and it's always been there. It is only that our access to it has been blocked through our cultural conditioning. We have been trained through programming and our conditioned egos to deactivate these powers, Scientists call this coding junk DNA. But this is the same consciousness that we're used to referring to as the right hemisphere of the brain. So, culture mystification has been rampant, and all of our egos have fallen prey to this. As we are preparing as a species to awaken, the mystification is becoming more intense. For a few decades, we call it spin out. But now it's escalated to fake news and alternative facts. So unless a person is centered and connected with their inner wisdom, mass confusion is afoot. I mean, it's happening right now. Like you see it, it's all the propaganda on the TV, on the news, on the videos that we're watching, on the music that we're listening to. It's just the propaganda is out there and it's being labeled as misinformation. It's being labeled as fake news. So because of that, it's leaving a lot of people very unclear about where the truth lies. And this is exactly what we need to prepare ourselves for our dimensional shifting. Like I mentioned in the previous episode, the fourth dimension, living in your emotions and out of fear and out of love, like you and starting to question authority, like you need to go through that. You have to go through that in order to evolve and shift into the next dimension. So our DNA reformulates by love. Also, our bodies naturally align with our 6D morphic fields. But when our hearts are open, which means that the more we open our hearts, the more we can unlock our true genetic encoding and recreate our planet. So the human heart begins to close when it's wounded. And sadly, you know, it's a universal experience on this planet for us to be wounded, especially in childhood. And if we're not wounded in childhood, then we're wounded by like our families. Then we are hurt by our culture at large, right? So an example could be some people who suffer profound child abuse are still able to keep a loving and compassionate heart, while some people who have gone through less traumatic wounding are shut down or worse, they inflict pain on others. Now, pain is pain, there is no level to it. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that there's a level to pain. Pain is pain. What I'm trying to say is that some people will take that pain and will still love unconditionally and other people will take that pain and take it out on everybody else. Now, in either case, I'm sure that this is a combination of soul contracts and soul development as well as conditioning that has taught some people to only live in their heads and trust their intellect while others have not had that strong injunction or block, right? So with a fully healed heart, however, we're not only just able to send love and compassion to others, but we can also receive them from others as well, and as well as give love and compassion to themselves. So even those who have managed to keep a loving heart through trauma rarely, if ever, have the ability to love themselves and receive love from others until they've done significant healing work. We all need to heal these wounds if we're going to step into our 5D humanness. In other words, we cannot step into our full 5D expression until we healed. So the fifth dimension is a realm of light that centers in the human heart. Unconditional love is a primary quality of the 5D consciousness. There has been a mass movement in the last three to four decades as so many people have gotten into therapy and engaged in other healing modalities to heal their personal and the collective wounds. So other modalities can include like Reiki, you know, obviously therapy, self-help books, uh, what else? Um, Healing your wounds is actually forgiving, forgiving those who have hurt you, whether it was on purpose or not. Just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean that you condone it. It doesn't mean that You accept that it was your fault or anything like that. It just means that, you know what, I'm releasing that anger and I'm releasing that hurt from me because I'm going to evolve now. So where does unconditional love come from? It comes from within. You have to love yourself unconditionally, flaws and all. You have to love yourself unconditionally before anybody else can love you unconditionally and before you can love anybody else unconditionally. You got to start with you first. So how does that fit into the morphic field? Okay, once you forgive yourself and you give yourself self-love, you start vibing different. People are starting to notice that. You get to a point where you say to yourself, I really messed up. I hurt myself. I hurt my family. I probably hurt my kids. But what I was doing, I was doing out of pain and out of fear. And now that I can recognize that, I forgive myself for that. Because now that I know better, I'm going to do better. So at that point, you start vibing different, right? And people are noticing and they want to match you, right? For example, you're constantly fighting with somebody that you love. Suddenly, you forgive yourself and you're not fighting them anymore because you're starting to understand, okay, this person is also coming from pain and from fear. So I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to engage. They're noticing that. They're starting to heal. Well, why is this person not fighting with me? Why Why is this person not engaging with me? Oh, she's different. Let me try to match her energy. That's how it all fits into the morphic field. Very small, tiny example, but that's how it fits. You start to give out energy. Instead of absorbing fear and anger, you start to give out love and compassion. And before you know it, it's showing up and you're feeling it back. And then the next thing you know, strangers are reminding you that you've healed from that. So the reason why I'm so passionate about meditating is because not only is it relaxing, not only is it healing, but it's on a soul level and it creates energy. So when you're opening your heart, when you're in meditation, you want to imagine that you're opening your heart chakra. Then what you start to notice is that the more that you open your heart chakra, the more you're going to start sensing other people's feelings. Let me give you a quick example. Like I knew that I was clairsentient, meaning that, you know, I can feel other people's feelings or emotions or energy, which, you know, I could for the most part. But it's gotten so much stronger that it's almost like I'm channeling the emotions now. I'm going to give you a quick example. And I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want to out anybody. Okay. And so I was talking about this person's heartbreak. And I was saying, well, you just don't understand. You know, it happened so young at 17 years old, this person fell in love with somebody and their partner hurt them so badly that now this person is closed off to love. And, you know, and it's it's a sad situation because it's been so many years. And as I was talking about it, I did not realize I started to channel this person. And as it was happening, I got a lump in my throat, tears started going down my eyes and I Felt his heartbreak, and I thought, Oh my God, I've never felt this before. And it was something that I could not control. I had to cut that channel because, you know, number one, I didn't have the permission. Number two, um, it was heartbreaking. It hurt. Now, no doubt that it's going to open even more as long as I, you know, continue along this journey. And I think that that's true for all of us. Our hearts are directly connected to divine love as we become more 5d in our humanness we begin to attune to these loving energies and they continue to expand as we develop the more we can release judgment and self-judgment the more the heart chakra heals expands and remembers that holding love and compassion for ourselves and for others is just as important To this healing as having the ability to love and hold compassion for others. One sign that I have noticed that expanded self-love is the ability to hear negative but honest feedback about ourselves and accept it as something to work on rather than, you know, oh, someone's complaining about me, someone's criticizing me. No, use it as something that you can accept that someone else sees in you and you need to work on it. Now, at the same time, we need to maintain our sense of worthiness, still knowing and feeling that we are lovable. None of us is perfect. And if we're in in a close, honest relationship, our imperfections, they're going to show up. If we can hear about them and we can take an honest yet loving look at ourselves, then our hearts stay open and healthy. This is different from assuming that anytime you get negative feedback, it means that you're flawed and bad. Which can cause you to shut down, right? That's not what we want. But when we're not able to access this level of self-love, we may find ourselves responding to criticism by refusing to take a look at it, you know, out of fear that if we do, we give our power away and accept something inaccurate. Or that we may doubt ourselves or doubt our abilities to assess ourselves accurately, right? So we just assume that criticism is true, even if it's not. Now, other responses include getting angry or upset by inaccurate criticism, you know, spending a lot of time and energy defending ourselves or going on the attack and pointing out others flaws so that we don't even have to look at ourselves or, you know, our own image. It's okay. When we're ready to give ourselves unconditional love and when we have reached a healthy level of self-awareness, then the inaccurate feedback will be labeled as such, right? It's like, well, you know what? It's inaccurate. I know myself, right? Now, as we heal these unhealthy responses, they begin to disappear, which lets us know that our emotional body is becoming clearer and our heart is becoming more open. We are more effectively navigating through the 4D. Now, at this time, there's a lot of political, there's a lot of disturbing political events unfolding, right? I'm in America. I'm in the United States. And we're having (laughs) a lot of uh, disturbing political events happening. I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't want to lean left or right. But it's designed to have us at opposites to divide us, right? But there's a lot of people out there that are protesting that are just sharing information, and they're not demonizing the other person because, or the other side, because they understand that it's coming out of fear, which is, you know, It's really hard to get out of your ego and say, you guys are wrong in the way that you're thinking. You should think like me, okay? But that's all like, that's all the ego, right? They have the right to think the way that they want to think if they're thinking clearly. Right now, I do believe that there's a lot of propaganda and they're trying to fear base people into certain decisions. That's not free will. If you're trying to force people and you're trying to fear, you know, scare them into it, that's not free will. That's not having full consent. Anyways, that's not the point. The point is, there are ways that we can still spread our message and spread our awareness without having to spread the fear and without having to spread the division. But this has to come from a loving place and, you know, stand up for what's right and be compassionate and insist that your voice be heard. Because when whenever we do respond from fear, then it comes out very hateful, very taking sides, a polarity, if you will. And we don't want that. What we want is balance and equality. So it's better to just, you know, focus on our heart and our heart chakra, our heart energy, and just let it expand. And this is something that most people don't know. Your heart has a vibration, right? It has a heartbeat. It can expand several feet from your actual body. And even though we don't hear it, most of us don't feel it, it's there, and it's affecting the people that are the closest to you. That's, that's why they want to keep you six feet apart. Why? Because your heart chakra can reach further than six feet. You know what doesn't reach further than three feet is fear. Fear is a low vibration, so it's, it doesn't reach as far. But love reaches further than three feet. Maybe six, we don't know. Maybe eight, I don't know. But it's all by design. They want you separate all by design. Now, the more that we focus on self-love, the more we're going to be propelled into the fifth dimension frequency. And from there, your own gifts are going to start to awaken. If you don't have any yet, they'll start awakening and it's going to scare you. Okay. I have a friend who she has a very loud spirit guide. And when she gets angry, things start happening and she gets scared of it. And I told her, you know what? It's because you're so angry and you're so loud in your energy That your own spirit guide has to come in and refocus you. Because what happens when you get scared? You start praying. They're not doing it to scare you. They're doing it to redirect you. So, I mean, at this point, I can keep talking and talking and talking, but I need to cut it short. So for this week, I just wanted to talk about the morphic energetic fields and the 100th monkey. There's a human out there. I don't know what the critical mass is for the humans, but it's out there and I know that we're starting to tip the scales. So in the show notes, you'll see that there is going to be a link for a meditation download. Well, actually, it's going to be affirmations. And these affirmations are specifically for self-love and self-confidence. So please do go to the show notes, check it out, download it if you feel that it's something that's going to help you. If this is an area where you're struggling with, if you're you know struggling with self-confidence and self-love, it's going to help you. Now. I don't think that I mentioned before, the way meditation, hypnosis, and these affirmations work, these guided recordings will work. If you can listen to it every day for 21 days, all the information will automatically sink in. Or you can continue to listen to it until you feel that it's done its job. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Veronica. I am your host for the Ethereal Phoenix podcast. I will be back next week. Thank you.